Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York City. I'm broadcasting this morning bright and early from my bright red desk on a lovely, lovely summer day. And I wish you all a great eclipse season. The eclipses are here, and boy, are they big this year, uh, especially with Saturn and Pluto hanging out on that south node. So we have the second of two this week. Uh, it's a full moon eclipse. It takes place across uh, Europe and lower Africa, um, and I think we're going we're gonna to see a lot more changes on Earth. There was a big article about this big glacier about to fall off of South Africa or off of Antarctica uh, near South Africa, and uh, so we'll see what happens. Um, we did have all those earthquakes this week. Like yesterday, we had a power outage. I'm, I was home, safe, working. Didn't even know it was happening. It was on the west side, Manhattan. We're a mini, we're a city of many power grids. Um, and this week on Tuesday, we have this full moon eclipse. Obviously, we saw a lot of activity last week with the um, arrest of Jeffrey Epstein, which I hadn't really had a chance to tune into. But this is a full moon eclipse, right, which means we go back to January of uh, 2018 when stuff started and then to the fall, end of October of 2018. And that was when the Miami, Miami Herald article was published. Now, you know, to do that level of investigative reported, Julie K. Brown and her cohorts at the Miami Herald had to start working on it a long time in advance because these articles don't uh, get written overnight, um, probably last January. So now on the full moon, the, um, the FBI and the uh, Justice Department here in New York in the Southern District, Yay Ra Southern District, indicted him and credited great investigative reporting, which was, of course, Julie Brown in her team in Miami. Um, so that's the full moon. Uh, and, of course, we we see the story come out, Saturn-Pluto. Um, interestingly, there was a Mercury-Mars conjunction, a Mercury-Mars activity. Mercury is young people. Mars is sex. Square Uranus, unexpected. I don't think he expected to get arrested at 530 at night at Teterboro Airport. Uh, and then they raided his house, Mercury retrograde in Leo, lots of pictures of young children without young women without clothes, young children that were female without clothes. Um, and I was reminded, of course, Mercury retrograde brings back the ghosts. I was reminded of a while back when I had a student who was a police officer. And one of the things that we got in a conversation he and I had, uh, doctor, not doctor, <laughs> I always want to call him Dr. Pepper, Sergeant Pepper, um, he had talked about child trafficking. And it was I was having Pluto on my Mars, right? So I had like a child trafficker from, a child trafficker catcher, I shouldn't say craft, it was Pluto Mars was a really interesting transit. So I pulled in all these Pluto people, fortunately fighting for good. Uh, and he was, he was a police, op, you know, Sergeant Pepper was a police officer upstate and, um, worked in New York, but he lived upstate and in Connecticut, I think. And I had a guy from Australia come by who used to, who was on a mission here in the in New York, in the United States, tracking sex traffickers. And he had a really psychic chart. So I was talking to him and he said, yeah, I stand at the airport with the customs officials and I point out who the traffickers are because I can spot them, you know, like who's carrying kids across the border or young women or people. Um, and so... It was a really interesting experience. So that was, of course, back in my mind with this whole trafficking of young women. And one of the things that he had said to me way back when was, Anne, 
this goes on at the highest levels. This goes on at the highest level. Like, you have no idea, you know, and it's very covered up, and da 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 And, it, and I remember kind of going, really? Really? At the highest levels? <laughs> and so this week, when it was clearly at the highest levels, uh, I was like, wow, you know, and he came back to mind. I haven't heard from him in a long time. Um, but I was thinking about him today or this week. You know, and that's your ghost, your Mercury retrograde ghost. They come back. They invite you. They invite you to remember those conversations, those stories. So as I was really reading about Jeffrey Epstein, I was thinking about him and also about all those young women uh, who now, you know, a number of years later, 20 years later, 15 years later, um, are hopefully going to get some uh, kind of uh, recognition and uh, justice in the justice system. So Saturn and Pluto on the south node is bringing up justice issues. We all have to pay attention to where we have not been taking responsibility and where we need to uh, man up or woman up or put on our big girl or big boy panties and kind of say, okay, I'm responsible for this, and this is what I'm going to do about it. And if accountability comes back to bite you in the butt, like it did with Mr. Acosta, um, who uh, resigned as Secretary of Labor. And apparently, as Secretary of Labor, when the Justice Department went to him and said, hey, we'd like to get visas for these kids that get trapped, these people, not just kids, but people that get trafficked in, he didn't agree to give them visas. So guy's not a great guy, you know. So he, he stepped down. Uh, good to see him go. I guess that goes, there goes his career on some level. Um and hopefully, you know, it keeps keeps digging. You know, this this full moon means we go all the way till next April, when the closing square happens with the moon in uh, uh, Capricorn and the sun in Aries. Uh, so next April, part three of this story, part four, I guess, of this evolving story. Um, the other thing you want to remember with this eclipse. So in your own life, think back to December of or January, rather, of eighteen, twenty months ago, and then ten months ago to um, the opening square. Now we have the full moon. We see things. We understand it. We see it in a new light. And we're going to be going forward with this energy. If there is stuff going down in your life where you have to take a stand and be responsible, this is the time. If you have been avoiding it, this is the time. The full moon helps us see what we need to do. The Capricorn moon ruling that Cancer sun. Remember, Cancer sun answers to whatever moon it's in whatever the sign the moon's in, Capricorn moon gives that Cancer sun a backbone, you know, because sometimes Cancer suns go, oh, I don't want to. And it was very funny. Uh, one of my one of my friends, Elaine Ziner, uh, posted a very cute YouTube thing of little kids, um, you know, in their sun signs and then saying things that totally, rec- you know, rec- recognize. So I put it up on on. Uh, on Facebook, and this one little kid, little cancer guy sitting there crying, Mommy, you said a bad word. You said a bad word. She said, what bad word did I say? She said, clean up. You said, clean up my toys. And he's crying, and, of course, you know, I have a lot of cancer in my chart. I have a lot of stuff in my apartment. <laughs> and I was kind of like, I totally appreciate you, little kid. Clean up, clean up. So, um, yeah, check it out. It's on my Facebook page. It's very cute. And it's all the little signs. This little Virgo girl going, I'm tidying up, Dad. He goes, I think you're stalling. It's time for bed. She goes, no, no, I'm tidying up. And my absolute favorite was this little little Pisces boy going, I can't flush the toilet. Please don't flush the toilet. And his mother goes, why? He goes, the poos are my friends. 
<laughs> and knowing little Pisces that talk to everything, because they do, because everything's alive for them, I had great empathy for this little guy. So watch it. It's a very cute little video. Make you laugh. Um, and there was one, somebody complained, there's no Leos in there. I said, there was one Leo. It was, I think, either Batman or Robin refusing to be told what to do. You can't tell me what to do. And it was two little boys in costumes. So very cute. Um in terms of uh, stuff coming up, this week, coming up on the 21st, I'm going to be at the Lake County Astrology Association talking on unleashing the power of your midpoints. And it's mid, and that's going to be on uh, the 17th, uh, the 21st, next Sunday uh, in July, and also on Monday, uh, 7.30, also in Cleveland, I'm going to be talking on draconic charts working with the dragon in your chart and the, the passion. So great workshops. I hope you sign up. The midpoint one, we are going to print your own midpoint. So for that, we ask that you register by the by Wednesday. Uh, it, obviously, you can come if you don't register, but we're not going to have a set of charts for you. Um, so sign up for that. And then also, right before the Baltimore conference in uh, – uh, NCGR conference in Baltimore over Labor Day, I am going to be running a peer group for OPA. OPA does peer group certification, does certifications of astrologers, which is kind of geared towards building your astrology practice. So I have space in the room. Uh, recently, uh, one of uh, the student dropped out who's speaking at the at the conference, Angie, so make sure to go listen to her at the conference. But she was like, I don't think I can do the work of the peer group and then do the lecture, which I totally get. So I have room in my group, so if people want to sign up, it's on the OPA website, Organization for Professional Astrologers. And third, but not last, on November Veterans Day, November 11th, um, I am a big proponent of certification because right now people can read two astrology books, hang up a shingle, and say they're an astrologer. So I encourage my students to get certified. I'm going to be sponsoring with Richard Smoot and Vicki, uh, Victoria Pelt Smoot, his lovely wife, um, and wh- however many other faculty we need. We're going to be uh, sponsoring an ESAR certification here in New York uh, over that weekend, Friday night, Saturday, Sunday is the counseling course. And Monday is the competency test, and bundled in the the counseling course will be the ethics portion. So you'll be able to be come for the weekend and be completely certified. If you're somewhere in the process, certainly do uh, consider signing up for whatever piece you need. It will be offered here in New York. Its information is on ESAR's website, ISAR, on the weekend in New York. I also sent a newsletter out about it, which I'll be posting on Facebook and putting up on my website. And we're we're having Mercury retrograde here in the office. I just have too much to do and no time to do it. So it'll be up on my website too. But definitely um, check it out. And, and I would cons- encourage you, I would encourage you strongly to get certified. As Pluto goes into Capricorn, claiming your authority and saying, I am an astrologer and actually a whole bunch of international astrologers recognize me as one. It's, it's really... Um, it's really a very fine credential to have. And so I encourage, there's a number of organizations that certify. And being a good Virgo, I have certification from all of them because um, I'm an anal retentive girl. But I encourage you to get one and, and consider it if you've been studying astrology. It is not a test that you can pass if you haven't been studying. Um, so on to the week. Again, the eclipses, the story we saw 
a lot of stories coming to light. We had those nice big earthquakes. We had the power grid outlet. We had Jeffrey Epstein and Acosta taking a hit. We'll have more going. I'm waiting for Alan Dershowitz. The guy's plotting. His chart is lit up like a Christmas tree. And, of course, he was the one that got OJ. He was part of the O.J. Simpson Dream Team, and he helped get Klaus von Bülow um, off for you know, in overdosing his wife with insulin and putting her in a coma for 30 years, 28 years. She actually lived across the street from me in the Mary Manning, in the Mary Manning Walsh Nursing Home where she lived in a coma for 29 years and died 29 years after she got that fatal, not fatal, that coma-inducing overdose. So um, all sorts of exciting news. Now, we got another two weeks. <laughs> the eclipse is on Tuesday. We have another two weeks. This also is a big financial eclipse. So this is money stuff coming to light, hidden money issues, hidden inheritance issues. I've had a, quite a few clients calling about those kinds of things. Um, and it is time to take responsibility. It is time for the accountability Saturn and Pluto on the south node to come forward and say, hey, we're going to make you accountable for your behavior. And um, you just got to kind of honor that that's the journey that we're all on right now. And when it happens, uh, you know, step up to it and say, you know what, I am accountable, I'm on it. Um, and don't don't flinch. Just kind of know this is, this is Saturn and Pluto saying accountability time. Um, okay, so the week ahead, uh, interesting week, obviously the clips on Tuesday, and it is in the it is in what's of value to you in the cast for the U.S. chart. It's of of what's of value to you, and what's of value uh, to other people, and it is in the house of sex, <laughs> and the house of money, and it's got Venus there hanging out with Venus, young Venus, a young Venus hanging out with the eclipse. Um, she is 16 degrees Cancer. And the 16 degrees young women, you know, that's 16 years old. So um, watch for when you were 16. Ener energies and echoes of age 16 and age 24, 25, the story that was running then. So at any rate, on to the eclipse. Uh, we do have this lovely eclipse. Today the moon's in Capricorn. Tonight, it's void this morning. It goes into Capricorn tonight at 7.05. Um, and then it will be... Uh, in Capricorn all day Monday, and it goes void at 5.58 p.m. on the 16th with the full moon at 24 cap. So Monday, Sunday, Monday, Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday, today the moon's in Sag, but it's void. Uh, it's void with a nice aspect of a square to Neptune, so everybody's a little extra emotional. Capricorn moon void, um, and then we go void at 5.58. It's void all night Tuesday night. Oh, an open center. We are meeting at summer hours, 6 o'clock to 7.30, uh, at, down at uh, the open center in the Church of the Transfiguration. Um, so that is also on Tuesday during the void moon. Then on Wednesday morning at 5.19 a.m., the moon goes into Aquarius. It's an Aquarius Wednesday, Thursday, going void at 11.53 in the afternoon, Thursday afternoon. Uh, and that is going void with a sextile to Jupiter. Okay. Then it's void all afternoon Thursday. And it's void all day Friday. Okay, so nice, nice void. Good week for vacation. Plus, it's the eclipses. We're all going to be emotional. Void all day Friday, going into Pisces uh, at 5:10 p.m. And the the aspects for Wednesday and Thursday are good. I'm actually scheduled a couple doctor's appointments then. Um, 
because it's good aspects. Thir- Friday, the moon's void all day, and it goes into Pi- goes into Pisces at 519. It's in Pisces 519 Friday night, all day Saturday, all day Sunday, going void at 434 a.m. with a trine to the sun. So moon in Pisces, trine the sun in Cancer. And again, I mentioned I'll be out at Lake County Astrology Association on Sunday doing a lecture on the midpoints, the hidden secrets. And, of course, it's a Pisces moon, which is all about the secrets. And then the moon goes void at 4.34 a.m., going into Aries on Monday the 22nd, and it's in Aries with a closing aspect of a square to Mercury. Uh, So the aspects this week that are good, uh, Monday, Tuesday, tough. Wednesday, Thursday through lunchtime, good. All day Thursday afternoon, Friday, moon void, be conscious. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, good. Or Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, good. Monday, a little tougher because of the closing square to Mercury, but not bad. Heavy-duty days, Tuesday, big day. Next Sunday, big day. Those are the days to watch in terms of everybody being a little out of control, particularly particularly Tuesday. Because moon is on Saturn, moon is on Pluto, moon is opposite the sun. Remember that Capricorn moon? It's also opposite Venus um, uh, because she's in uh, the moon's in Cap, opposite Venus. So that is a very tough day emotionally on Tuesday the 16th. I had had somebody come the other last night, I think it was, and she's like, yeah, I just I just went to bed last week on Wednesday. I just canceled everything and went to bed and cried for the day. And I'm like, that's a really good use of the day. <laughs> so remember, eclipses are emotional. The universe is dredging up all sorts of old things for you to think about and work with and remember. You know, I hadn't thought about that uh, that conversation about sex trafficking in years. And then I thought about it a lot this week. Um So, you know, watch for the emotions. Watch for the stories that want to come up. And then next Sunday is kind of Action Jackson Day. Lots of stuff going on. Um, So that's good. And then, of course, Thursday afternoon and all day Friday, days off. You know, the moon's void, so it's kind of a time where stuff that happens on those days, nothing really matters. Nothing really comes of it. But they are um, showing as kind of uh, emotional. And awareness bringing, you know, because Aquarius Moon is all about seeing things, even if it is void. It's kind of like, wow, I see that, and what do I do with it? Remember, Mercury's retrograde, so there's lots of ghosts. You know, when I sent out the newsletter announcing the ESAR certification exam, I said, hi, I'm a ghost in your mailbox. Come take the test. So this week is very much about watching for that kind of thing, the ghosts that return. And, you know, if it's a nice ghost, talk to it. If it's a mean ghost... You know, you know who I'm talking about. Do not talk to them. <laughs> if one of your mean ghosts come calling, you do not have to answer the door. You do not have to take the call. You can say, ah, I thought about you and I don't want to talk to you. Remember, Mercury is retrograde. This week he goes back into Cancer retrograde, and that happens on Friday the 19th. He's going to be retrograde until the 31st when he goes direct, and then he gets out of his shadow in the beginning of middle of August around the 11th, So remember, Mercury Retrograde, your ghosts are back. They want to talk to you. They're up for a chat. You might not be, and that's totally cool, but they are. Also this week, Sun and Mercury are combust, more on, you know, towards the end of the week, which means people are really very vested in their own opinions. When when stuff's combust, it's got a very strong energy of, I'm right, 
I'm right, I'm right. I don't want to hear that you think you're right. I don't want to, I'm right. So people get a little bit, you know, dug in on their stuff. And, of course, eclipses are emotional. And every two days when the moon changes signs, they get really emotional. So today it's Capricorn, so they're really, you know, solid stuff. Aquarius moon is intellectually detached, but information gathering. Pisces moon, very emotional, but solving problems. And then Aries moon, you know, just kind of on it. Not necessarily happy, but being direct and communicative. The sun and the moon both feel like they're in Aries. It's always fascinating in Cancer time. And, you know, when you have those those moons change signs, really emotionally people behave very differently. So just kind of watch the collective, watch the tide, watch the way the people are reacting this week. Um, okay, so on to the rest of the planet. Sun this week goes from 21 Cancer to 0 Leo, goes into Leo on the 22nd. And that uh, kicks us, which is uh, next Monday. Um, but So we're in the beginning of summer, coming to the hot part, right? Uh, we also have the sun in its annual opposition to Pluto on the 14th. Last uh, We had Saturn last week. So the sun-Pluto is today uh, at 1051 right now, actually. Um, yeah, literally as I talk about it. Sun opposite Pluto gives us a big power struggle or a recognition of how things are going. And then later uh, on the 17th, the sun is going to square Eris, which is very much an argumentative energy. Um, remember, Eris and Pluto are going to have five squares next year and the year after. So this is the setup for it where you're really kind of understanding emotionally what's going on. Sun becomes combust Mercury on the 21st which is, you know, the day or two before and after Mercury and the Sun are really kind of getting into it. Um, Mercury right this week has health aspects. He has one on the 14th. He has one on the 16th. Uh, and he's quintichili the Saturn on the 16th. So any health stuff, right to the doctor, because Mercury is in Leo. Retrograde, kind of pushing the health and energy and, of course, information and news. So kind of really pay attention to the news you hear on the 16th through the 18th. Mercury is also sesquiquadrate um, Jupiter. Remember last week we had that hammer of Thor with Mercury and Mars uh, with as the handle to Saturn and Neptune. Well, now Mercury's going back retrograde, so he's triggering the handle again. Uh, he's becoming the handle again, and he's about to smite people on the 18th. Always fun when Mercury smites. And then he goes back into Leo, and he'll have that hammer a third time uh, when he comes back across it again. So, you know, this is part two of the smiting. So we'll look for somebody to get smited this week on the 18th. That usually is something like Epstein getting arrested, some big thing where you go, ooh, uh, ooh, they got smited. Now, I guess R. Kelly got arrested again this week, too. Um, Mercury, young people, right? You know, Jupiter, Saturn, or Jupiter, Neptune, square, you know, going after them. Venus this week in Cancer. Uh, she's running from 13 Cancer to 21, so every planet in your chart from 13 to 21 is going to get stimulated. She has a sextile to Vesta. She has an inconjunct to Jupiter. That's on the 16th, where she's really kind of figuring out, you know, how she wants to adjust things. Um, she has her annual opposition to Saturn. And that takes place on the 17th, um, which is the day after the eclipse. So emotionally, uh, you'll be processing then, even though the eclipse the day before kind of says. And then Venus is going to go through the eclipse points, right? She's going to come and square uh, Pallas Athena at 416. 
She has an opposition. She hits that north node on the 17th uh, where she's kind of triggering new connections, new relations. Yes, it is an eclipse. Yes, you can meet somebody important on this. You know, just kind of know that that energy of the eclipse really speaks to a potent and personal and intense relationship. Venus is also trying Neptune on the 18th. Uh, which is a very positive energy often. Uh, it's about the dreams. Um, because she is under such duress, being opposite Saturn, being caught between Saturn and Pluto, it might be sad dreams or emotional stuff, because then on the 21st, Venus is opposite Pluto. So remember, Saturn and Pluto are down there on the south node, and Venus is going to track through Saturn, the nodes, Pluto, and she's going to have some positive aspects. She's going to be talking in a nice way to Uranus, Neptune, and Jupiter. So you want to kind of, you know, hang out with Venus and remember she's in Cancer. So every time the moon changes, she gets different too, right? So you want to kind of be nice to Venus this week, particularly in the middle of the week from the uh, from the 16th through the through the 21st, and just be very aware that it's it's kind of a tender time for folks. People are going to be feeling very emotional in relationship, maybe not feeling the love, maybe feeling a little more needy, and um, and that's okay. You know, when you're feeling that, that's kind of what, what's going on. She's dealing with the big guys, and even though she's brave and bold and she's Venus, you know, she's Venus, she's, she's like having to do some hard work here because she's talking to Saturn and Pluto and in a hard aspect. So she might be saying to them, you know, I got some hard stuff I want to talk to you about money or about my value, or about my worth. She also is aspecting the nodes of fate and Saturn and Pluto on the 21st and the 22nd by declination. So first she goes in opposition, and by planetary zodiacal aspect, and then she goes by uh, contraparallels. So, uh, you know, this is a hard week for Venus. Love is taking it on the chin. Expect for a lot of emotional breakups, a lot of emotional processing. It is the eclipse season. Venus is in a highly sensitive sign, and she's really feeling it. Um, Mars, quiet and quick, fast moving. Got a biquintile in Neptune. He's feeling like he wants to dance a little. He's in Leo. He's ready to play. Trust me, everybody else is going to be crying. Mars is going to be, well, maybe we can do something fun. Everybody says, I don't want to do anything fun. I want to stay home in bed. Uh, Jupiter this week is uh, at 15 Sag, um, and he has a parallel to Saturn, which is him uniting with Saturn. This is a precursor of what's going to happen in December of 2020. I know, it feels like a long ways away. Trust me, it's going to be here really quick. Not Not this December, December of 2020. Yes, you heard me. And so Saturn and Jupiter... Uh, parallel to each other kind of unite their forces in okay let's begin again this is a new chapter beginning Jupiter also is trying the relationship planet on the 22nd on the weekend so he's then saying okay let's have a relationship now let's 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 work on this after all the emotional clarity and clarifying that goes on this week with Venus Jupiter steps in and he says okay we have a new vision of how we're going to do it. And I would encourage you, you know, eclipses do bring up really old stuff. This is not necessarily about what's in front of you. This is about old stuff coming up for you to clear. And your job, should you decide to accept it, when you're clearing or someone else is clearing around you, on you, next to you, you know, in your living room um, or on the bus next to you, is to kind of go, wow, you know, you really seem to be having a really hard time. Uh, because it's very old, it's very old, and be very gentle, 
you know, um, I joke a lot about the eclipses are coming, the eclipses are coming, but they really are major um, cleansings and releases. <laughs> and my friend Kathy was here yesterday uh, for a reading. She goes, now don't use the word release because whenever you lose that, I, you know, stuff happens, Anne, and I'm like, well, it's, you know, it's releasing. So halfway through the reading, she uses the word release. I started to laugh, and I said, you just said it. Don't go saying I said it. You said it. She's like, yeah, I said it. Release, release. So um, releasing, releasing. Saturn is also paralleling Pluto this week on the 15th. It is a big week, people. Last week was the precursor. (laughs) This is the week of, oh, my goodness, oh, my soul. We're really releasing and letting it go. Saturn is also square Athena. So the strategy that you had on the on the 15th maybe isn't going to work. But it is a strategy, and it's giving it permission to uh, try a new thing. The other thing that's going to happen this week, which is always fun, is Eris stations to go retrograde on the 20th of July. Um, Eris, of course, is the goddess of discord, and, um, you know, she stations. And also Ceres is stationing to go retrograde or go to direct, rather, I'm serious stationing to go direct on July 17th. The retrograde stations happen when we're in trinal aspects. So the sun's about to go into Leo, and the aspects shift. Um, so uh, when Eris sh- stations to go retrograde, it's kind of a big deal, because we're much more discordant. We're much more feeling, she's growling. And remember, she's stationing at uh, 24 um, Aries, so... She's stimulating all those planets and waking them up. Athena also is squaring the nodes of fate. That's going to be on the 18th. That's next uh, next weekend, and so um, sorry, it's next Thursday. That gives Athena, uh, you know, an opportunity to look at her strategic approaches and maybe revise them. Because uh, sometimes, you know, you have to change it up, and it's not going to work the way you set it up. But it, now it's time to change. Eclipses invite us to change. Eclipses invite us to get back on our path. They say, hey, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing? Got to be accountable. Got to take responsibility for your actions. If you don't, we're going to make you. We're going to make you. So better to do it willingly than not. It's sometimes easier to go along with the energy of the heavens, which is asking you to be responsible. Again, Tuesday is a very bad day, very emotional day, big clarity day, big, oh, wow, that was big, because not only are the is the moon aspecting, Saturn and Pluto and the Sun, it's an eclipse. And Saturn and Pluto, because they are in the same degree of declination as the Moon and the Sun, are really, really feeling those energies. So um, if you, uh, you might need to do, do like my client Marissa did and go to bed for a day, uh, it might make you feel better. <laughs> and if not, have a great week. It's the eclipses. Watch the stories. They're really big, and they're going to be popping all over the place. And think back to December of, or January of 18 and October of 18. And a shout-out to all the ghosts that are circulating in your life and coming to visit. Um, because this is the time to think of them, talk to them, relate to them, and connect to them. This is Ann Ortley signing off from the Bright Red Desk. Going off into a beautiful Sunday here in New York City. I wish you a great day. And just remember, if you didn't sign up for vacation this week, might not be a bad week to take it. <laughs> take care. Bye-bye.